Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 333. Oh, that's a good number entitled No One Cares What Your Website Looks Like. It was published on Thursday the 6th of July 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few moments by David Wormsley to have our chat. Before then, just a few little bits of housekeeping, not much to mention this week. Did you know that we have a deals page? It's at wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Over there you'll be able to Find significant amounts off lots and lots of WordPress products, themes, blocks, all sorts of different things, plugins, of course. Go there, search and filter for your favorite thing, see if it's there. And if it is, you never know, you might be able to make a saving this week. WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. We would also encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that with your podcast player of choice. Just search for WP Builds and then go and click the well, whatever button it is in your podcast player that allows you to subscribe. Also, if you head to our subscribe page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, it's got all of the information about where you can keep up to date with us. So, for example, things like our Mastodon install, our YouTube channel, Twitter feed, and so on and so forth. And there's also an email list, and we will send you two emails a week when we produce new content. We also have the live show on Monday. We call it This Week in WordPress. Please come and join us. It's much more fun when there's lots of people in the comments, people from all over the world, typically joining us on Monday, 2 p.m. UK time. We've got a show more or less every week, so we'd love to have you there. We talk about the WordPress news from that week. And also, we had a few comments coming in this week on the WPBuilds.com website. If you fancy using the old-fashioned form of commenting on a website, go and search for this episode number 333. And leave us a comment there. I really find that quite refreshing when people do that rather than sharing things on a whole variety of social media platforms. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP Builds. Once more, go.me forward slash WP Builds and sincere, honest thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay. What have we got for you this week? Well, it's David and I with our Thinking the Unthinkable series. It's episode 11 of that series. And this episode entitles, No One Cares What Your Website Looks Like. Is this true? Does it really matter to clients what the website looks like, so long as it's doing what it's supposed to do? If it has the right UI and UX and people are doing all of the things that you want them to do, buying your clothes, searching for your email list, subscribing to whatever thing it is that you want, surely that's enough. Well, we have a chat about that today. There's lots and lots of talking points, things like UI, UX, SEO, branding, colors, changing fashions and all of that. And yeah, it's a really interesting podcast. And I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's the 11th episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series. And today's 
thought-provoking title is no one cares what your website looks like. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, this is this is going to be a good chat actually because I've struggled with this one. There were a bunch of articles out there with the, a similar title and uh, expressing this kind of view. And I think it's from frustrated UX designers and SEOs who think clients kind of perhaps focus too much on the looks. And I think, you know, didn't uh, you and I probably have both really sold websites often on the look of it to a client and they are viewing it a little bit like a piece of artwork in a gallery um, instead of necessarily seeing it as a tool which will help them to gain more business to get traffic and conversions so i think sometimes it's very easy to um rip off clients particularly if you just sell them you know your portfolio of beautiful looking sites and don't help them to get business with their websites i think that's so true in that mm. my process very often the the first you know you you talk about objectives and things like that but then really the first step in the process of actually delivering things back to them is showing them a design and then that yeah. that then becomes the the bedrock of everything else and you know if they've got a multiple if if you give them two or three designs even better you know oh i could have a bit of that and a bit of that and we could amalgamate them all together and yeah i think that's completely right and i can imagine that in a tiny proportion of cases that's actually what the client wants. They really do want something to look amazing. You know, yeah. maybe they're in, in an industry where that really, the coolness factor really does count. You know, I don't know, you're a musician or something like that, and you're just trying to promote your your brand and the website really encapsulates that. But for most people that you and I have ever built websites for, small businesses basically, the, the, the purpose is is really just what can it do for me? What am I going to get yep. off the back of this website? And okay, maybe the way it looks will help that. But I imagine during this podcast episode, we're going to talk about all the ways that, that, well, there are things that come before the way it looks, shall we say. Yeah, we're still very much stuck in that early notion of, or, or many clients are, particularly small business clients, the type of people that I, I will get these days are still stuck in the early days of the web where it's kind of build it and they will come. So if they've, if they've got a booking form on the site, then people will book, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. You know, if it's there, then it will get used and then they get a bit disappointed. So should, should we talk about really interesting about oh. that though? Sorry to interrupt there. Yeah. Is that if you imagine, if you imagine your, your habitual use of the internet. Yeah. Imagine that you're, Typically, you know, you've probably got a couple of news websites that you go to. There's probably a few technology websites that you go to, probably a few WordPress ones. That's your internet. That's the stuff that you use. And occasionally you'll yeah. go to Google and you'll discover something else. But can you imagine the hundreds of millions of web pages that there are that are out there that you will never, ever come across? And yeah. I, I really, I think that's incredibly hard to imagine. And so the notion of build it and they will come is yeah. so plausible in people's yes. heads because yeah. if you if you've paid for a website, you're gonna you're gonna be checking your own website. You know, if you, David, if I come yeah. to you, you build me a website, I'm gonna be looking at that fairly frequently and mulling about it and thinking, mm, is it exactly what I want? So in other words, it's become part of what I think the internet is. Yeah, everybody's yeah. going there because I'm going there. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. going there. 
<laughs> it's really difficult to imagine the scale of that problem. And I think you perfectly, a perfect example is the booking form. You know, yeah. throw, a, throw a booking form up and then wait and wait some more. And a year later, you're still waiting for the first person that wasn't you to fill out the booking form because you didn't do all the other stuff because the other stuff is uninteresting. Whereas the way a website looks, that actually is very, very interesting indeed. Exactly. That's all you've got as a client, isn't it? Who's, who's just uses the web. You've got what it looks like, you know, it wants to look professional. So I definitely want it looking nice and I definitely want it to do these certain functions. And then that's all they, all they need to know. They don't really need to know how traffic and conversion works, but I did, I, do, you, do you find yourself, and I do this all the time, um, if somebody shows me a website they've built, you know, we used to get a lot of that in the groups that I was in, you know, and you would look at it and you look at it like a piece of art gallery work. Literally, I don't, it, it's not in any way like how I use the web when I'm trying to, when I'm task focused and I want to find this and get this job done. I look at somebody else's work in the way that I wouldn't use it. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I'm ex yeah exactly the same. So <laughs> my children will show me websites. And because yeah. that website isn't applicable to my life, I didn't go there. I have got more or less no interest in it outside of the fact that my kids are interested in it. I start doing things like inspecting the source code <laughs> and pointing out that, well, I think that image could have been better used. And look at the amount of... Like, honestly, this happened to me about two days ago. I went to a website. Oh, no, I didn't. My son took me to a website for something that he needed to do. And I, I just literally said the words, can you see how big that purple rectangle is and how much space <laughs> it's using up? And it's doing nothing. And he was like, yeah, right, Dad. <laughs> uh, but I did. I started to do that. I started to pick it to pieces. But if I'd have gone to that website and it was something that I needed to do, I think it would have been a different, a different experience. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I think that's what I, the frustration, I think, with the SEO people that, you know, obviously keywords are going to, and the type of content, the written content is going to be, uh, their priority and to get you the traffic there in the first place. That's going to be their main concern. So they're going to want you to be thinking about the words and not the look all the time because. That's going to get you your initial traffic. And then the UX people, of course, you know, they're going to be looking for the conversion. You know, is this, is this telling me what is here? And is it giving me a reason to go to that call to action button? Is it what I want? Is it explained itself in the simplest, least words? So they're kind of up against the SEO people who probably like to stick more in. And none of that is. Anything that I look at when somebody says, have a look at this site, what do you think of it? That's <laughs> when right. I look at the art gallery, I go, oh, yeah, nice choice of colors. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. nicely spaced. Yeah, yeah, what a great image there. Oh, I like that bit of animation, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it is, it's really interesting how, how each of us use the web differently depending on the scenario that we're in. But I, I guess although it's a boring conversation to have with the client, because it's not a design, it's not colourful. You're not showing them a, a brochure, basically. And by that, I mean, yeah. you know, you're not picking up a magazine and showing them, this is what your website could look like. It's all about, you know, okay, we've got to decide what is it you really want this website to do. And from that, how can we capture that traffic? And then once we've captured a proportion of that traffic, how can we 
How can we guide them to do the thing on the website that you really want them to do? It's that's I think you've developed a fairly fine art in explaining that to your clients recently, and and maybe the, there's the conversation we could have around that. Yeah, it's it's been since I've tried to think about my approach with the web and clients, and I've not been happy with the work work we've done and those first conversations, I seem to have managed to nail it now a little bit. Mm. Um, and it's often the first, the first thing that come is a build it and they come, they say they, they want this website and it wants something like a bookings form, something like that is often first in their mind, what it must do. And they often say something about it needs to look, you know, professional or something like that. And usually I end up just going, look, I just, this is my experience with the web. Um, and this is what I think my job should be for you is to help you to try and, you know, help you get business from the web. And that starts with getting people to come to your website. So, so from that point of view, we look at the SEO, do a bit of research, see what's feasible, you know, which keywords you can compete for, what your competitors are doing, you know, it might determine our strategy for the website, whether it needs a blog and whether we're going to put our money into that a little bit in the content rather than perhaps so many pretty pages and that. And that kind of leads on to that. And then I said, the other side of it is it's okay if we get them, but if they don't know where they're going or they come to your blog post and that's their entrance and their exit without doing anything, we've wasted our time. It might have boosted us. Let's try and make sure we go the UX route and there's clever people who tell us how to do this, but UX is really user experience. We put ourselves in the shoes of the user, imagine your visitor, see how we can communicate that in the best possible way. Tell them the story where they are the hero of it, which leads them to want to take action, the action you want. And they get that straight away. And I said, all the rest of it is all the technicalities, which is really my job to be responsible for. But let's start off with a bit of fact, shall we, about the traffic. And then that will have some shared understanding of where we want to be based on something rather than guesswork. And that seems to have really worked. And the conversations have gone on from there, really. And I say to people with it now, because um, I don't want to undermine them. This is my mistake before. I used to take this sort of view of the looks are important because I wanted them to concentrate on other stuff. But I now just agree with them in the beginning, say looks are really, really important. But hold on a minute. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I, it's in context. I said, I think it naturally comes out of the process because once we've decided what stuff we're putting on there, we design it in a way that it comes together and, and helps to drive the message. So we're designing for beauty, but also to enhance the message. And also that we, Often when we think of websites, we're thinking of a desktop view and a lot of the traffic now is mobile. So we've got limited space to do too much with design when we have to get the key things about what is here uh, and what you need to do next. Yeah, so that, there's that's a limited really space. important point, isn't it? The whole mobile first where, you know, you could really spend a very large amount of time thinking yeah. about the desktop and making that oh, utterly sublime. And then you've just lost most of it. As soon as you go to the device, which is now the thing which most people are consuming the internet on the um, the mobile. But just to get back to your process, do you manage to do you manage to get elements of visual design in fairly quickly? Because I imagine that at some point they're going to want to see something, um, you know. And having a discussion about SEO, you could probably go on for weeks about that. But 
uh, I'm imagining most clients typically at some point are just going to say, can I, can I see the fruits of this labor, please? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good point. And yeah, I mean, what I've realized now is that I have to make it look visually good as I'm showing. So the structure now is going that I will do this sort of kind of competition SEO thing to sort of say, look, this is where the traffic's working. This is who you're up against in your population, if it's a local area uh, competition that we've got. Uh, so we've got some sort of ideas and, and that might suggest what structure we have. So in you know recent case, it's been, let's not just have all these pages. Let's, let's actually focus on blog posts here and we'll do some YouTube bits and pieces as well. So that's really work because that's just seems like what's missing and how they can get a lot of stuff on there and introduce themselves as well visually to the people because it's a very person to person type of business they have. So that seemed like the plan. So that gives us a direction and who we're trying to beat and what we're up against. But when we go into, let's try and get this homepage done, which is your main message where most of the traffic's going to come in and see if we can clarify it. When I'm doing that, it's a visual because I try and put in some fonts and we'll decide that together and we'll try and pick some colors. But what I'm trying to say is this should look nice as it is if it's spaced okay. Um, and it does generally, I think, but we're still moving around the structure. But then we'll decide together maybe some fonts and some color choices that might go in there and try and put it together. Because often we're, if it's a new client, there's some branding's got to be done. You know, you said something and, and I think that's a key thing. We, I nearly will skip over it. And that's branding. There are those people, aren't there, who branding is going to be everything because they're not just online. It's offline. Their product is out there. And if you're Ben and Jerry's ice cream, it needs to have a certain style. You need really, really good designers who are going to, when you look at that packaging, it's going to say this belongs to these people. Yeah. But I think and they're few and far between, aren't they? They're not our clients, are they? They're no. not people who come to us. So um, so from that point of view, the branding for me is something that I introduce through the process. So when we're structuring it, there's some element of the design coming in. So you you're know? talking about things like fonts and you're talking about color palettes, but you're not handing over a full-on PDF <laughs> of what the site will look like when it's finished on desktop tablet. No, we're, right. we're largely doing it with the with the homepage. We're doing it. We're putting the content into the area, making sure that the text, because actually I missed a step in here because once I've done the report on that, I say, let's try and get our, let's get our copy. Our copy is the most important thing, I think. It's interesting because a lot, uh, I think a lot of our listeners will have heard of Donald Miller's story brand, which is about telling, uh, you know, making sure that you, have a story as part of your homepage. So I try and follow the basics of that with the client and say, okay, so you know, we have the, our hero, our hero is the person who's coming to us, who has a problem. And, uh, that, then that prop, that person meets a guide, which is you. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then you show them how this plan will work. And then they take this call to action where they succeed or they'll fail. So I'm building and basically Donald Miller's story brand is nothing more than what has already been available for copywriters as the way of writing out kind of some kind of article that's led to do to doing a sales page or something like that. So that's the next stage with the, with the client. So when you're then sticking that into some sort of design and some sort of arrangement, then we're moving into design straight away because we're just structuring it on a page and where that might have a little call out, where that, that section might be colored and moved over to the left or the right or whatever. Do you, or have you, 
had any pushback from clients who really have got the, the the bit between their teeth about the design and they just can't let go of that idea you know the, the idea of let's work on the seo and the ux and all of that let's do that uh, right at the yeah. beginning who just say no no david what <laughs> no i want to see it we'll do all of that later have you had any clients that you've had to in inverted commas let go yeah i have but i i still i it's bugging me so much. It happened quite recently. Somebody I'd done some work for for a long time and the, the person I dealt with tended to think like me, but they were replaced by somebody else who saw everything, saw the solution. They needed a redesign, which I agree they did need one, but it was really, really difficult. And it's, I, it's my poor communication, I'm sure, of being able to explain this kind of foundation that we need to do and the design should come out of that. From their point of view, in fact, the first thing they asked me is, could we change the theme? You know, meaning right, that right, they just right. wanted a new look and everything would be sorted out. And that for them was it. And I kind of, I feel bad because I bailed out because I couldn't find some way of communicating to them what I needed. But essentially it was impossible because I was dealing with a staff member, not the bosses. And I could only really get, I think, this message across if you're dealing with uh, the owner of the company because they've got business aims and you want to make sure that the ex money they're going to spend on me doing stuff is in line with what they expect to come out of it. So how did that conversation go where you felt that you'd reached the end of the road? You know, I, I don't know if you ended up saying, look, I need to speak to your boss because that, that probably wouldn't go down all that well. <laughs> or did you just say, look, I, it, uh, it's me. I'm not, it, we're not suited. No, I, well, I did. I said it in a, I said, look, I, I work in a particular way, which is agile. And I, I explained a little bit about the fact that it needs to link up. Just obviously they don't need to know the technicalities. They were saying, oh, they don't need to know this. They don't need to know it because they don't technical. I said, I don't want to talk about technical, just the, just to make sure that what we're doing together, the technical kind of side of stuff and design is in line with it. And we do this for every little bit of work. It's the only way I can work because I've, I've seen impossible situations where I'm caught where. In fact, even within that organization where the, the boss comes in at last moment and throws in perhaps one of the, you know, considerations, which would have been the first things you would have talked about. We go back to square one because they weren't aware of what we've been doing all this time. Because again, they think the website is just something technical you build out there and they'll come along and change it visually or whatever, or add in a new bit of functionality they want. So I had to drop it in the end because they weren't really keen to do that. And uh, I just said, hey, it's not going to work, but what I'll do is I'll build it out if you get a designer to do that so I could carry on. But I, I wouldn't do the design because I think looks are so important to you and I wouldn't say it's my strong point. So that's yeah. how I got out yeah. of it. Um, but actually, I feel bad about it because I feel if I'd have started it properly, I think if you just start with, look, you know, let's are we solving a business is this to solve a business problem are you paying this money to solve a business problem in which case let me tell you about what i think is important about the net and what people specialize in and what i copy and we'll start with their priorities of which looks become important because it has to look creditable and branded but it's it should be it should it should be designed to something for something it should embellish what's already there and that's the stuff that's going to get traffic and convert yeah i mean you can't win them all david so i guess you know don't be too hard on yourself because in the conversation that we had prior to this yeah. it does sound yeah. like you've managed to 
really start convincing quite a few people to 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 go this route to do the seo first to do the ux first and worry about the design as a as an iterative agile approach yeah it was really interesting for me it's been really interesting i'm very excited about working with clients again like i've never been before because i've had a recent batch of work thanks to somebody else who's been passing it on to me and um so I've had a lot of first time chats with people and one particularly, she was almost in tears with it because she'd, oh, she'd gone no, through David, the, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> she was tears of joy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and it was, it was lovely because she, because when I explained what she was doing, she go, oh, oh, that, uh, she said, I'd been talking to people about getting my website and they've been saying, I need to get this. I need to get this. We'll need to do that. And I don't understand what they want me to do. I don't get. Credit. And she said, I, I tried to build some websites with WordPress years back and I went back and it's all changed and I, I've not been able to do that. And what I said to her was exactly what she wanted to hear because it was all about how I'm just going to get this new practice going up for this new type of work that I want to get. And just explaining it the way that we would do it in steps just made sense to her. And I thought, oh, at last I've got it right. A proper conversation with a new client. <laughs> That's lovely. That's really nice. Yeah. So is is your premise now, is the thing that you're pushing, first yeah. of all, let's figure out how traffic's going to come, i.e. Yeah. kind of SEO type thing. Let's figure out where we can where we can get the best value for, for, for the SEO. And then from there, the UX, and then the design kind of comes along afterwards. So the, the episode that we're on now is called No One Cares About about what your website looks like yeah not entirely true but it's lower down the list than number one so there's seo ux then kind of design and iteration comes after that yeah i think unless it's essential to branding in the first place there's a real character where it needs a designer that you're coming in it should naturally come out of the and i think ux designers do that naturally. I think you, you were talking about Laura Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, yep. And she's very much teaches that to developers. We mentioned her before and I loved how she did it, but now it's part of my practice because, you know, once you start to say, okay, this is the content that needs to be on this page to tell this story for conversion and for SEO. Once you've got that basic text, you're basically arranging it in a way that's going to be, depending on the device, easy to chunk as information so you can understand it very quickly and then from that that means you're going to introduce some colors and you're going to have a certain type of typography and you're going to and from the, if you like she takes you through designing a page by slowly embellishing all of the earlier work which was done on the on the copy and the and the seo and i think you know it naturally comes and the, the last thing for her in her process is actually color because she finds that tricky and and also um it's the final you know background embellishments that you might put on something and the icon sets that you might choose to help you know readability with things and i just think yeah she really shows you how to design in the ux way which you think is pretty typical so within that design yes it, it kind of comes last you know it's a high priority but it, it it's it's last you know it's really interesting watching her cuz she did a few um, she did a few bits and pieces, one of which yeah. went out on the Page Builder Summit, which may be the one of the ones that you're talking about. And she mm. um, she did exactly that. You know, she had all of the, the text. So the, the SEO work and all of that had been done. And then she just built the site around all of that. And it was really fascinating because I never did it that way. It was always, no. it was always right, there's a bit of lorem there. 
and there's going to be an image on this side and somebody will come up with the text for that bit. That's fine. I'll just leave that as lorem. And it, 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 the, the two things never coalesced because the text that was provided was too small or too short, should I say, or too long to fit into the design that I had or vice versa. So I had to have a rethink about the image because the image needed to now be taller than it was. You get the, the message. Whereas if you're doing both at the same time, if, you, if you've got the text, the SEO piece in place, and then you design around it, it kind of turns everything on its head. But it, it was fascinating watching her do it. Yeah, I think so. And also, I think it makes it, it, it does allow it to be a bit more collaborative if you want it in the design process, because as, as long as they un of what that page is trying to do in terms of getting traffic and conversions. I think that's going to, and also the fact that the more you stick on a page, the more chance you have of confusing the visitor um, as well. You know, one of these kind of things from UX, uh, I think you've got a, you can work with a client and help to get their visual background, uh, their visual input as well, which I think helps, you know, without them, without them pulling you off in strange directions. At least it's based around what, what they're trying to do rather than something they've seen on the internet, you know, mm. which they would like to stick in their site. And I think where I think people can get a bit ripped off, one of the clients that I've got, well, I assume is, is we've yet to start on the project. Uh, he was quoted, he wanted a new website and it was quoted six grand to effectively, they said, we'll, we basically, this is the template we'll use and we'll be adding your content to this. And I thought, wow, wow, that's really expensive because I know he showed me and I said, but I don't, I don't understand it. I you're surely yours is more personal branding. It's you, you're the center of what you sell here. And this is, this is some animated thing for a big corporate company. It doesn't seem to match what I thought you'd want anyway, you know, and it's like when we talk about what you're trying to achieve, then you realize that if he had have spent this money on this design, it would have been entirely wrong for what he wants to achieve. What's your gut feeling about what you've just said there? Do you, did you, do you, do you get the impression that whoever had said, look, we're going to charge you six grand and here's a template? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand the motives of that business. Do you think that, I mean, I don't want to put anybody down, forgive me. Yeah. But it feels there as if just we just want to push this through our, our conveyor belt of projects and here's a template it feels like the best one just give us some content and we'll you know we'll get on with our next project yeah but that was how it was going with that i mean i don't know how much custom work they would have done to have tailored that i mean i'm i'm assuming there was some page builder so the content could be arranged right. but basically they gave him the design first which honestly it looked really really good uh, oh, you know, so at I can, least that's uh, something. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But you know, in that case, uh, this is the case where the where you want to scream at somebody. No one cares what your website looks like, you know, because they suddenly don't pay all this money because none of the things that are probably going to get you um, business are in that proposition. You know, oh, that's uh, yeah, really interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess if you if that is your approach. What would be the number one UX? I mean, the SEO side of things is fairly straightforward. You've got to find a find a set of keywords where you you can do well. So that yeah. that we know. But in terms of the UX, what's the one thing that hits the top of your list? I know Peacha. We do this UI UX show where she dissects websites. You can find that actually on our WP Builds YouTube channel. But mm. she her her thing is always as soon as she lands on the page, she she always says, "Tell me what to do." 
Show me what I've got <laughs> to do next. And I always think that's a that's a great way to start because, okay, cl- click a button, fill out a form, whatever it is, go to this page, read this, whatever, but just tell me. Tell me what I need to do now. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think that's quite nice. I think so. The call to action is key. I think the value proposition and the call to action are the key things. You know, what's in it for them? Um, uh, yeah, but, you know, the Donald Miller framework is a very good one in the sense that, you know, they've got to be the hero. So that thing has got to say, you know, how it can make their life better. And sometimes you need to uh, justify that or get rid of the cynicism with perhaps social proof, something that shows that you've got the competence or something that tells them what life would be like if they didn't choose you, if you didn't choose this product. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah. got to it's got to answer those. And I think all of those things are the key things. And our design should be embellishing those, shouldn't they? And very much thinking about mobile first now and what space we've got to to visually embellish that messaging. Um, it, it's become key to me. It's interesting though, you know, because n- none of this I did before. And recently I started asking much better questions of people like, you know, often they give me an existing site, which is really doing quite well in terms of traffic. And you think, okay, well, there's nothing to do there. It just needs a bit of organizing. But when you think about it, when I ask the question, well, there's a lot of stuff here, but you know, what actually do you want to be doing in your life with this? And you actually find out that a lot of it is stuff that they'd be wanting to wind down. They want to move in a new direction anyway with this website. Mm. So, and I would have missed it entirely if I hadn't asked that simple question, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and it does, it does change a lot about when you're sort of, you know, you, if I didn't ask that question, a lot of the things I might want to be focusing because I'm looking at an existing site might be not what they haven't told me, but they don't want to be their main feature. It's interesting because, so we've established that SEO, UX, all of that, it, it, there is a solid, solid argument to put that first and to worry about the design less or later, depending upon how you look at it. But I guess we shouldn't ignore the fact that you know, a truly ugly site is not going <laughs> to do you any favors, is it? You know, if you go to a website which is highly optimized for, S- for SEO and, you know, it's got a very clear call to action, but man alive, what is that font? And that yeah. color of the background is exactly the same as vomit. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not going to do you any favors. So this cannot be ignored. So our title, No One Cares What Your Website Looks Like. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I, I, do you know what? I think there is an element where I think, you know, if if you do, because tra- I've got no talent, I've got no creative visual skills, really, but you can make either. something look decent if you follow some basic rules of visual layouts, if you've got some consistency to, you know, your line heights, your spacing, and you think about accessible colors that have got enough contrast, then it's going to get you out of trouble. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. Yep. A, a lot of the basics is consistency, isn't it? Um, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, anybody like Laura Elizabeth often kind of says, anybody can make something look nice if you just kind of follow some rules. And I think also there's, a, you know, the, the idea of sort of global colors and palettes and fonts and things like that, yeah. which, have, which have crept into page builders and WordPress itself and themes and so on. That really does help if you can just get yourself onto a, a solid start and just stick with stick with those things. You you've put a bunch of different things in the show notes, which I'll copy in. But yeah, I think Laura Elizabeth has really got the right answer there. Yeah, she has, and I think it's just 
I mean, I was unaware of this world really, but there is a, that it does feel for me at least that there's some sort of structure, but it, boy, hasn't it turned, I mean, I don't know what you used to say in the early days of this podcast, but I'm sure it's the very opposite to what I've just been saying today. Yeah. Get more <laughs> on the page, make it look brilliant, worry about the <laughs> yeah. design and yeah. the SEO stuff you can do later. Don't worry about <laughs> the UX at all. Um, yeah, I think that probably was the case. Okay. So I think we've probably wrapped it up for today. What do you think? I think we have. We could we could touch. No, maybe it's for another time. AI always comes into it because it's our biggest disruptor at the moment. Yeah, and that, that's another thing. That's well, I'll just briefly mention no, it. Go on, that, why not? It, because it is something I'm now starting to talk to clients for. Because the the only I'm aware of the fact that I'm saying often I'm starting people off with the keyword research, but I'm also having to acknowledge, you know, that's what we've got at the moment. Google is the king at the moment, but you you know AI probably is going to disrupt this. So I'm starting to to say to people, we might need to think about all the stuff that, you know, AI articles can't do, all the news type stuff, the um, opinion stuff, reviews, the, you know, so so when we're thinking about our strategy, I'm starting to think about what uh, AI can't do as well. Are you talking there, there about what AI cannot do? Yeah, I'm thinking right. we should focus on it. Yes, because I think, you know, should Google go down the pan, which is hard to conceive of at the moment, as I'm talking a lot about Google in the first place with them, I'm also trying to acknowledge the next step where, you know, a lot of these articles, which we can now create with AI, are maybe not the type of stuff that we need to be thinking about for the future. We might need to do stuff that's, um, you know, a little bit more adaptable, a little yeah. bit more with personality in it yeah it's quite possible that the seo of the future yeah. will not be the SEO. in fact it may not even be called seo of the future who knows <laughs> exactly you know, search engines might certainly the talk at the moment is that it you know chat gpt and its various rivals are going to disrupt the way that we do things and we'll go out to see, search an answer not to search for a list of possible websites that we can visit so yeah that'll be interesting but have your clients yeah. then picked up that AI is now a thing and they're actually mm, bringing so. this conversation? In what context are they asking you about it, though? Are they saying, if we make a blog, can we, can we do stuff with AI to, to pad out where we haven't got the time to write long-form content? What, what are they questioning you about? Yeah, well, they're not so much. I mean, I just mentioned it as I'm talking about, we'll focus on the traffic first and that first at the moment is what Google's doing. But I think we should also bear in mind anything it tells us about if if we decide content making is a good thing, which if there's the time, we should try and do that. But I think we also need to think about the type of content that <clears throat> AI can't disrupt, if you like, um, as well. While with, and that's all I'm saying at the moment. So what's happened recently, interestingly enough, so I'll tell you just what I did with client. I think I mentioned this before, but I've actually done it now. Um, so I suggested with one client how we can make a lot of uh, a, a keyword good articles was to do an interview, but we get AI to uh, give us the basic script for this. And then I would pass it over to the client. The client goes and adapts it to what they would actually say. And then we go and record it. And I'm asking straightforward questions. Uh, we put it on YouTube and then we put the article because of the way that the AI structures this stuff. It's quite clear. So it's like headings of a blog post. And it's, uh, it's been a lovely new way of using AI to create some very humanistic, um, content. Right. Put it out, 
And, you know, it it means we did six of these all in one day, and that's over 6,000 words which are going onto this website, which we'd have never been able to do if the time had gone on these individual sales pages for these individual topics. So, yeah. yeah. That's really, really interesting. I mean, the whole AI thing, I think, is probably fruitful for another discussion, but uh, yeah, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. fascinating. So, speaking of another discussion. Yeah, (laughs) next time. Oh, (laughs) Oh dear, we're going to be in such bother with this one. So we decided at the moment, affiliate marketing in WordPress is bad for users. Is that going to be our topic? Something along those lines. It's going to be along the lines of whether affiliate things are good or bad or indifferent. Who knows? But we're going to state it as something objectionable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Link clickbait. You know. Um, Yeah. We're doing good SEO there, David. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. No. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. Always an absolute pleasure to chat to David Wormsley about these things. If you have any comments, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's a pleasure when people go to WPBuilds.com and fill out actual comments on an actual website. Good grief. That's so amazing. It's episode number 333 that you've listened to today. So go there, search for that and leave us some comments. That would be lovely. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the podcast. We will be back next week for an interview episode. Remember, though, we're always back on a Monday for the This Week in WordPress show. Please come and join us and an international range of commenters. It's lots of fun. 2 p.m. UK time. It's at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. So we'll be there for that. And hopefully you will have a safe week. Please do stay safe. Have a good week. Bye for now.